Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, bing bong, 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 bong. What are you doing that? I don't know. It's tradition. It's customary. Okay. It's part of this festive podcast Do called... You, are you not... <sighs> well, I didn't have my phone on silent, but now it is. Welcome to Suggestible Podcast, a podcast where we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. My name is Claire Tondi. James Clement is here also. Hello. We are married. And anyone feeling breathless with how many things are on currently in the lead up to Christmas? Not me, Claire, because we're not hosting Christmas twice in a row like we did last year or maybe year before or whatever it was. Correct. Feel good about that. Feel good about having no Christmas here. Christmas is cancelled at our residence. <laughs> and it, the only reason is because I am so busy with so many other things, I've forgotten about it. I've forgotten about my Christmas joy. I'm even contemplating not doing the duet with you because I don't have time. <gasps> oh, my God, that would be the <laughs> ultimate Christmas gift. You wouldn't just have to give me anything. <laughs> hold your horses. Be... Settle down. We'll just see what happens, Is that James. Christmas episode next week? I think it is. I've already got at least one Christmas thing to talk about. Well, Claire. that's very exciting. Yeah. Cool. I don't have any yet. Mm. That is an indication of what happened to me when I listed all of my favorite Christmas things ever. That was your problem. I went too early. Blew my lid or whatever you call it. Yeah, blew my, my what? Lid. My what? No lid. <laughs> lid. Blew my lid too. I took the lid off. <laughs> Correct. Shall we get the people what they want, which is more recommendations to things when they don't have time to watch them? Is that what people want or they just want us to argue? Yeah, I, know, I feel like... Oh, we get a lot of messages when we argue. I feel like they really enjoyed that. Like we got probably most messages from that episode where we talked about Frozen 2 and really started yelling. <laughs> I should give Frozen 2 another chance. You should. I just should. won't. Claire, what are you yeah. recommending this week? And tell me the truth. Tell you the truth. Yeah. So I'm really excited to talk about this festival recommendation. As you know, I'm really into the music game currently. And we went to an amazing festival called First and Forever a few weeks ago yes. with a whole lot of First Nations Australian artists and it blew me away. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. The kids loved it too. It was really incredible. I would totally recommend if you can taking your kids to live music. It's just, especially if they've got mates with them, Yeah, it's just, it's so they special. They can wiggle about and dance They and can stuff. take their shoes off in the grass. My daughter got really muddy and like mm. jumped on my shoulders. It was really awesome. Our son said to me, this first and forever concert is going forever. But I actually think he did still have a fun time. Anyway, it was a beautiful event and there were a lot of Australian artists that I'd love you to check out. Oh. Um, one of which is Jessica Malboy, who is just awesome. She's an Australian She's pop Yonks, singer. Mate. Yeah, amazing. Thelma Plum, Dan Sultan, Baker Boy, Christina Anu played amazing. My Island Home, did she sing My Island Home? She did sing My Island, Island Home, Home. she certainly did. It was excellent, lots of classics there. Emma Donovan's another amazing artist. But the one I want to talk about today is a bloke. His name is Bajira Slab, mm -hmm. known mononymously, which I feel like just means he has two names. Is that what mononymous means? I don't know. I feel like as anonymous is obviously. Well, mono is one and been. rail means rail. So mono, <laughs> that would sit, that's a Simpsons joke, but that would mean... One name. One name. You would think so. I guess, yeah. Well, anyway, 
Um, his artist's name is just Bajira. Okay. And he's an, an Aboriginal Australian singer-songwriter from Fingalhead in New South Wales. He's a pretty young guy too, actually. He's a Kujinbara man from the Bundjalung Nation. Now, his debut single, Missing You, was released in October 2020. So he hasn't been around the traps that long. No. It's what, now that's, it's becoming 2023 soon? It is becoming 2023, Correct. yeah, that's right. Exactly. He's performed the track live for the Australian live music program, The Sound, on the 6th of December in 2020. Mm. And after that, he ended up winning Breakthrough Artist at the 2021 ARI Awards. So he went from being a relatively unknown person to a year later winning an ARI Award, which is really amazing and very well-deserved. Now, his debut EP, Conversations, released in April 2022, was incredible. But my favourite song, so if you only listen to one and add it onto your little Spotify playlist, it's a song that combines smouldering soul with R&B stylings and deep grooves, and it's just so much fun. It's called Ready for the Sky. And his Ah. vocal quality is so cool. It's really smooth and agile and awesome. But this song in particular is just a really fun party song. So my daughter loves this song as well. And it's just, it's really beautiful. It's actually a little bit about lockdown really, I think, and how um, we're all kind of stuck inside. Yeah, well, that makes sense because, you know, he released an album at the start. Of 2020, yeah, exactly. Oh, and I guess he would have written yeah. that before the whatever. I guess. I, don't know. I guess or is so. Is it a newer song, or is it off that album? Ready for the skies, a new song. Yeah, it's from okay. his album that was released in April. So. Oh, okay, that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's um it's just kind of about freedom and celebrating, but getting out there, and it's a beautiful song. So I would totally recommend it if you're in our part of the neck of the woods and it's summer. It's a great summer banger. Would you say also if you weren't in our part neck of the woods, if you're insane <laughs> on a different neck? Yes, of woods. I would say you would still enjoy, you still enjoy it, it, but it is not as like it's not a cozy wintery song. Would you However, say if you're having a party for the festive sure. season, would you say it's as good as your good. debut single, Fear to Feel? <laughs> yes, which you are still telling selling tickets for for your show in Melbourne. I am on it's February ten, no February eleventh, one o'clock, Brunswick Ballroom. And if you get an early, you can also get some little reserve seating with a meal as well. A meal? If you like. Do I have one of those? No, you don't. So I have to let everyone Why know. Why don't I get a meal? Okay, well, you can. Everyone can still order meals. They just have these weird tickets and I couldn't change it with the venue. So if you have already bought a ticket yeah. for the show, you can actually just upgrade your ticket to include a meal. So I'm going to let everyone know that and you just have to put the code or, in upgrade on Mosh Ticks. Or they can just use... Like get a meal on the day? Yeah, correct, exactly. Either way? So it's either way, it's fine. I couldn't get the venue to take them down. So they've included them, which has made everything what a bit kind of more meal? complicated. What's the, what's, the, what's the menu? It's a pub meal. It's delicious. Love a pub meal. But well, you, you can know, still order a meal when no, you're No, no, no. This is what I'm going to get. I'm going to get a chicken schnitzel. I know a lot of people do a parma. I'm not Here so much a fan anymore. I'll get a chicken schnitzel. I'll probably get no chips because I'm going okay. to summer. I'm getting abs for summer next <laughs> summer. And I'm also <laughs> going to do a little side of gravy with that. So it'll be a chips. No chips, sorry. Oh, no chips. I said no chips. Keeping It'll be it tight, a chicken terrific. schnitzel, plain, yes. side of gravy, yes. uh, and then a salad. You would love that. Yeah. Delicious. That will be my, that'll be, that'll be will my meal. Will you get a coconut sugar? I will, will also you, get a coconut will sugar. splash out Or maybe a couple a wine, of beers. I don't know, mate. I am going doing ours for some, but it's next summer. So, you do yeah. think beers are a conspiracy, though, so Sometimes I do think that, Claire, it's but harsh. I say a lot of things and then I'm like, is that true? I don't know. I'm just I talking. love a cold beer. I just talk a lot. I don't know. You talk so much. I just feel a lot Frankly, of dead air. I wish that you would stop. Me too. Anyway, so no, those tickets are available. I actually need to explain that to everyone. It's a bit complex. I'll put it on my Instagram about the upgrade code. Do you know how many have sold yet or you don't know yet through Mosh Ticks? No, I don't know yet. So I've asked the venue and they're getting back to me on it. Great. So, um, hopefully yeah. some. Hopefully. But hopefully not all. So people who haven't got them all. can get. Correct. Yeah. Exactly. All right. Okay. Uh, yes. I've got a recommendation, Claire. Mm-hmm. This is a little show that I like to call Welcome to Chippendales. Oh, 
welcome, welcome, welcome. Now, I'm not the only one who likes to call it. It was created by Robert Siegel, uh, and he also likes to call it that because it is the name of the show. It is inspired by the book Deadly Dance, colon, The Chippendales Murders. That's a terrible name. It Chippendales is. Murders? It's a real It should be the Chippendale one. Murders. It but is. But I guess it is the Chippendales. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? The Chippendales Murders. And I like that. Anyways, uh, this is the story. Here he goes. Are you gonna? Do, oh, I thought you were gonna do the Will Smith song. Oh, this is a story all about how my life got tipped on upside down. Flipped. And I like to take a minute, right? Sit right there, because something, no, no, something no, no, in the no, town of ballet. When are they gonna bring back ballet? I like that. I like the Fresh Prince reboot. I've talked about it. I like the Fresh Prince reboot. Yeah, it's good. You do. It's actually really good. Correct. The story of an. This is the story of an uh, Indian immigrant, Soman Steve Banerjee who became the unlikely founder of a male uh, review that became a cultural phenomenon. So it stars one Kamel Nanjiani. People might know him as Kingo from the movie The Eternals, but also better things, including comedy and various podcasts and whatever. I used to be a big fan of his podcast, The Indoor Kids, which he stopped when he became more famous Uh uh, that he did with his wife, Emily V. Gordon, who's actually also a producer on this, I believe. Uh, It also stars, if you were missing, if you were missing a bit of Murray, from um from the White Lotus season one, Murray Bartlett is in this as well. Remember, he was the manager in yes, the first I do. one, and he's excellent he's in this excellent as well. In this as he well. also is like has lots of lovely dance moves in this. He does, doesn't he's he? He's a little old dancer. It also stars Juliette Lewis, who's amazing in everything she's in, and uh, Annalie Ashford, among many other people, including various uh, various hot bodied men gyrating about, <laughs> but in a way that's like, is this sexy? Like, I can't tell. It's confusing. It is confusing. <laughs> Maybe I'm confused. But it is like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get an oily man comes out in a cowboy hat and everybody, like, claws at him. Like, I don't, it seems, it's just terrifying. And what I found interesting about this is the difference thing is that it shows the trajectory of the show, right? And yeah. Murray, he's not Murray, but Murray comes in and, like, slicks them up because initially, initially it's just it's like just these, that. like, kind of pudgy-looking tradies yeah. just, like, taking off their clothes. And they come out and then women just, like, Kind of grab, grab them, them and, and grab their, like, junk and And they all make out things. and whatever. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And it's very schlubby and, like, not very great. And he comes in and, like, gets rid of all the dancers and, like, retrains them all and does all these additions yeah. and gets this, like, slick group of really professional-looking dudes. Yeah. And what tells I – us, Tells a narrative. Correct. To the, um, to the performance, which I, which I think is – the idea behind this, not the show, I mean the show, but also, like, the idea of creating something like this in this era is – it's genius. It is genius. It's <laughs> yeah. total because there was not there was a whole untapped market there yeah. because I think this is the myth that's perpetuated for so many reasons for so long that women don't enjoy sex and they're not interested in it and they just put up with dudes and that's it. Yeah. And it's so ridiculous. And in this day and age, it feels kind of ridiculous to even say because obviously there's so much now about female sexuality and pleasure sure. and all of those things. But there's still that so, double standard there. There well, is still. Yeah. And there's this belief that women don't enjoy sex. It's kind of connected into what I was talking about last week mm. with Good Luck to You, Leah Grand. Yes. It's the same idea, right? That, And I do think it's the narrative that women have grown up with not even being able to understand or connect to their own bodies and mm. know what they like and want. Yeah. But one of the things that it was clear in this show, which was why having a narrative was genius, as I talk about a lot, so often, it's not all women, everyone is on a spectrum. However, so often for women, sexuality is tied into storytelling. Yes. And so it's not enough just to show someone stripping off or whatever. That's not really what it's about. It's yeah. about a whole kind of fantasy narrative idea. And so that's why the cowboys work. Like that's why mm. that's why when you go and watch male strip shows, there's more to it. 
even though, yes, essentially it's just like really slicked up, oily, no, you're muscly right, dudes. Because if you've ever been to a, a, a female strip show, I have not. Which I would never. <laughs> um, no, I have been, obviously, for Bucks parties. and Actually, whatever. I think I have been once or yes. twice. In, you have. I have, yeah. But it's just like they come out and they go, hey, and they take their clothes off and then they're like, see you later. Um, yeah, exactly. Except if it's like a Bucks party and then it's. And there's like incredible talent horrendous... as well. Of course there is. Like but those you know what? women what I'm are saying so is fit there's and not, talented. There's not the narrative. No. Well, maybe a bit of narrative wouldn't go astray. <laughs> maybe the three-act structure. Maybe do the hero's journey. But strip show. Yeah. But, uh, but, but it's really important yes. for women. Yeah, it is really Whereas important. Whereas men can just go, their eyes go boing, and then they go a wooga, and then their mouth opens and their <laughs> tongue hits the table. And that's what I mean. It's always so a spectrum, right? Because I'm sure there are some women that don't need a narrative no, at all. of course. But I do think overall so much of – I actually talked about this – with someone recently, that's right, I was listening to a podcast with Glennon Doyle where they talk about women's sexuality, how often women are, and I find this really interesting, body to mind um, in the way that they need to get in the mood. There was a study recently that said uh, women are more receptive to sex if their partner does more of the, the housework. Not more as in all yeah, of it, but agreed. as in like an equal share. Completely. Because otherwise it's like, well, I'm just – I've just got a child <laughs> that I'm yeah. that I'm looking after here. Yeah, and why would I want to have sex with somebody who I'm essentially their mother or whatever? Correct, no. exactly. And I think that there's something built in there too about building, like, and Esther Perel, who I love, who if you ever want any in relationship advice, I don't. I think our relationship is perfect. Go on. <laughs> but I do think she is just an expert in this kind of stuff, and she's particularly interested in building sex. Well, she's interested in relationships, but she's also interested in keeping the spark alive. Sure, yeah. And she talks about how in relationships desire and kind of comfortability often are at opposite ends so that in order to keep the spark and that desire and chemistry alive in your relationship it's kind of important to build a exactly that like people taking initiative with housework and seeing each other as a team right um, but also being able to see your partner as separate to you doing things outside of what you do together. Yes. So she gives the example of like going to a party and seeing your partner in their element or she says it's often about seeing your partner in their element doing something they love that's completely not connected with you and you can see them as a person outside of the daily grind. Yeah, absolutely. And that is really important too and kind of building a little bit of mystery into your relationship as well really helps. Mm. Um, but, yeah, on that housework thing, she also talks about how that then builds kind of tension through a day or right, a week. Right, okay, yeah, sure. So for women and I'm sure for other non-binary people and all kinds of people, sexuality isn't just an uh, just a, right, we're ready, let's go, bing. You know, sometimes it can take a week or a day over a day, the course of a day or a longer to kind of get to that place where you feel ready. And I think that is often a narrative that maybe men don't know about. Right, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. that it's not just a case of, oh, just tell her she looks beautiful and now it's we're ready to go. You know, there's some, there's something in that about feeling cared for and looked after and yeah, yeah, yeah. the you know, that it can be built over a longer period of time, which I guess means that sometimes women's sexuality is more cerebral mm. because, you know, we're more complex beings. Sure. <laughs> I don't know if that's true. The other interesting part about this too. This better um, be interesting, Claire, I'll tell you what. Is this interesting? I don't know. Well, let's find out. Okay. One other thing I wanted to say on this as well is that, and this is, you know, it's a bit of a full-on topic, isn't it? But I, the studies have also shown that if women understand what they want and need in mm. this kind of context, 
They understand their own bodies and they communicate that to their partner. Everyone has a better time. Yeah. Which I think is really important to know. I completely agree. Yeah. yeah. That, um, yeah, that like the reverse kind of doesn't work. No. You know, and it's also about just open communication. As we talked a lot about for consent, 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 enthusiastic consent is super important and checking in every minute, not every second minute, but, you know, just every checking minute, in every, every, all the time about whether or not it's okay. Yeah, and like yeah. trying to read body language and. Yeah, exactly. But when in doubt, just ask, asking all the way through. Yeah. I think he's is just as we've said many times on the show, incredibly important. Even kissing someone, I would even say, it's cool, Claire. It's super cool. It's super important so that everyone involved is happy. Doesn't everyone want to be cool? Well, I, yeah, and well, I don't know, James. Don't you really? You need to get some attainable goals. Yeah, but doesn't everyone want to be cool? I guess so. They do. Everyone wants to be liked and cool. I don't want to be cool. I, I want to be, be cool. Rocking. Hip-hop. Well, that's cool, Claire. Happening. I hate to break it to you, just using different words for cool. <laughs> Anyways, thank you for your recommendation for the Chippendales, Claire. I just Welcome really talked a lot. Yeah, Claire. Tell us more about the Chippendales. Oh, anyways, I just think it's really interesting, like, as a show, as a concept, and also the idea of how this business model, like, evolves over time. Mm. It's like four or five uh, episodes in now at the moment. I think they're doing seven or eight. I can't remember. Uh, but, you know, it's like, like, it covers, like, there's jealousy in there, there's racism, there's drugs. You know, there's, there's like it's all that sexuality. Yeah, there's murders, apparently various murders going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's on Hulu, I believe, in other parts of the world, but in Australia. And if you have a Disney Plus star, it's on that, which is our version of Hulu because we don't have Hulu here, Claire, mm-hmm. despite what anybody will tell you. Mm-hmm. People might tell you. People might stop you in the street and say, Claire, you actually do have the streaming service Hulu. That is not true. <laughs> it has been folded into Disney Plus under the star branding. So that's where you'll see your solar opposites. That's where you'll see your How I Met Your Father. That's where you see your a third example of a Bob's Burgers. There's another example of a show, Claire. This is fascinating. What's next? Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort. So you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Is it my turn? I don't know. I just banged on for It's ages. already been your turn. I know. No, no, Do you want right. to go, go again? No, no, I feel no, like mind. I really overtook you. Claire, I think it's important for people to hear these things. I actually do too. I think it's really, really valuable and important. Mm. Anyway, for the, the wellness and health of everyone. All right, so fish tacos is my recommendation. Nice handwritten notes, Claire. I know. So actually this is a really great. Absolute loser behaviour. I have I wanted to talk about this because, as I've said, I'm trying to give people some little suggestions for Christmas presents if they haven't already got themselves there. Sure. This is an idea that my sister gave me, which I think is really beautiful. I think I've mentioned on the show before, but I will say it again. You get a beautiful exercise book. You go around to members of your family and friends and just ask them to write in a recipe that they really love. How come you have a nice meal? And then you, well, because you don't really, what do you what do you want? Lamb chops? Pita bread pizzas. Pita bread pizzas. The They're actually recipe. really talented. You're actually, you've nailed them. Our son loves them. He loves them more than anything else. And then you just get people to handwrite in some recipes and that's a lovely gift. 
particularly, it's actually, it's free, it takes a little bit of time. I love a But it's gift. a lovely, thoughtful present for someone in your life who likes cooking. Mm-hmm. Anyway, this is my sister's recipe for fish tacos, which coincidentally is a perfect thing to have in our part of the woods because it's summery and it's a beautiful kind of celebratory meal that isn't like big meat heavy. So sure. lovely to have if you're having guests over and it's handheld too so people if can you want sit big around and heavy, just have it. Maybe check out bloody chip, Chippendale show. Oh, 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 yeah. yeah, that is meat heavy, oily meat heavy. Anyway, fish tacos, fillets of fresh white fish. So something like flake or some other kind of fish that you find at the fish and, you know, fishmonger. The fish and chippery. Correct, exactly. About half a fillet per person. A bunch of coriander. You can leave it to the side, confident. Because it's bad? Yes. What's the word? I was going to say confidentially, but it's not. It's confidentially. Controversially because you don't like it, but some people do. Not just me. Red onion, two cloves of garlic, lime juice, two red chilies, soft tortillas, smoked paprika, sour cream, some fresh guacamole. So, you know, you you mush up your avocado, add a bit of lemon juice, a bit of salt. This would go great with guacamole. That's a Futurama reference. I love that. Red cabbage sliced finely. Mm. Then in a small bowl, you combine coriander, including the stalks, diced red onion, lime juice, dried chili and garlic. Add the olive oil and salt and pepper and mix really well. Place fish in a baking tray and cover with the marinade and allow to sit. Bake at 220 degrees Celsius. That's quite hot for 10 to 15 minutes. Is it? It is. It's very hot for a – it's like the hottest the oven gets. Oh, wow. Um, So then you break up the fish with fork and season with more salt and pepper and olive oil and put that in a big dish or leave it in the oven tray really and then you can pop that in the centre of the table. Just have your warm tacos with guacamole, sour cream and cabbage to the side and maybe a little bit of extra fish on the side for people who don't like coriander. And that's it. Then people can kind of make their own tacos. They're super quick and easy. They're great. Too. They're really good. Love a bloody fish taco. Yeah, mate. me too. Uh, they're delicious. But also like literally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, they're really delicious and yummy and a really good festive snack. Okay, over to you. What would you give it out of 110? I don't know, 80? Wow. Yeah. That's pretty, pretty good. good. I mean, it's not like, you know, 80. They're pretty good. 80, that's like there's 30 points there to be. All right, come on. What's your recommendation, my, my friend? My recommendation is you be nicer about your sister's recipe for fish tacos. I liked it. 80 out of 110. What would you give about 100? 80? 90? What? <laughs> All but right. I really want to know what your next I watched two Will Smith movies this week. Oh, I love that. The I second one him. that I watched I'll talk about quickly first. It's called Emancipation. It's on Ooh. Apple Plus. I'm only going to talk about this briefly. I'll just say this. I wish it was better. <laughs> it's so It's kind of his 12 Years a Slave slash Django. Probably more Django, even though it's based on like a, an actual guy called Gordon or Whipped Peter. You might have seen the picture of him. Yeah. Um, he, was an, he was an escaped slave who obviously got a man emancipation and he's, his story is incredible. So he plays that real life person, but it's just not great. And it's good. I th- and I think partly the reason he did it is because he turned down the lead role in Django Unchained, which went to Jamie Foxx, the Quentin Tarantino movie. Mm-hmm. And I don't know whether he was looking for something like that in particular. Anyway, it's on Apple Plus. It's, it's okay. I wish it again. Again, I would say amazing story. The story itself is really interesting. There's so much literature on that, which I would recommend above this movie. But anyway, the other one I watched is the movie, which was somewhat not responsible, but is the background for the infamous slapping incident, Claire. If you remember the Oscar slap 2022. <gasps> I certainly do. It was on all the social media. We did media. a whole episode on it. I know for some reason. I know. Uh, so I watched the movie King Richard, which is um, I've written the director's name wrong. What is wrong with me, Claire? Who knows? Many things. Would you like me to start? No. <laughs> I don't know. We don't have time. Hilarious. 
Uh, um, Ronaldo Marcus Green directed this movie, uh, right? Yes, yes, yes. And it's written by Zach Balin and it oh. stars Will Smith as Richard Williams, who, of course, is the father of Venus and Serena Williams, mm-hmm. who are played by Sanya Sidney and Demi Singleton. Mm. Here's the synopsis. <laughs> Coming from an unprivileged background, Venus Williams and Serena Williams rise to the top and dominate the field of women's tennis with the help of their ever-supporting father, Richard Williams. So it is about their unconventional rise to absolutely dominating tennis for decades. And it obviously, like, it highlights their their, their unusual upbringing for a tennis player because it's like a rich person sport, you know what I mean? You've got to have the money or you've got to have the talent on top of the money and the motivation and the right people around you. And they're obviously brought up in situation, which isn't, they're not going to their country clubs and whatever, and initially have the best, the best, uh, you know, coaches and people around them, dietitians in the world, but they have their father who is just lives and breathes this and had this plan for them to be tennis champions, even before they were born. Like he'd mapped it out that these two were going to be absolute champions and legends of the game. And, most of the things he said would happen with them came true. So it's all about like, you know, his and theirs tenacity and how this, this master plan that he's, he concocted. And it's, uh, it also doesn't shy away from some of his like obvious flaws. Like he's obviously a, he's a troubled man. He grew up in a completely different era, obviously with a, with a huge amount of disadvantages, which he was trying to then provide for his family. He's had like multiple children that maybe he wasn't the best father for. And they sort of touch on that a little bit because he's focusing really for this movie at the very least on Venus and Serena Williams. I do wish that it focused more on those two and it does kind of more at the end. You see, you see what happens when, you know, one of them gets to Wimbledon and you watch that kind of match unfold and she's like 14 years old. It's fucking crazy. Like the whole story of how they got there. And obviously because of him is, is incredible, but also I'd kind of like to see that story. And I know Venus and Serena Williams wanted this to be a homage to their father, who they obviously love very much and accredit so much of their success too. But their story in itself, I think is equally fascinating. So I would just love to see more of that mm. uh, to be honest. But anyways, it's great. I really enjoyed wow. it. Because um, interestingly, I've avoided watching it for that reason. So I'm like, I don't, I don't, I want to know about them. Yeah, and you're absolutely right. And you do like it is about them, right? It is. Yeah. And you find it, it's a lot about them, but it's from it's centered mostly around him and like kind of how he's a controversial figure in the media because of the things that he would say. He was also an excellent hype man. Right, and he made the right choices at the right time, turned down certain deals and coaches and kept them away from certain circuits, you know, so they could stay focused because there's so many, you see young sports people, they've had so much pressure and then they get to like 14, 15, 16 years, years old and all of a sudden you discover, you know, you discover the opposite sex or the same sex or, you know, drugs, alcohol, partying, just doing something that's not soul crushing every day your entire life. So he's kind of balances that, you know, he tries to balance that for them and make it as, as normal as possible to keep them not only like hyped up in the tennis circuit but also protect them. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, it's just really interesting. And Will Smith is great. Like he's real, and he's also, I should say, he's really good in Emancipation as well. It's just not a great movie. But he's just he's terrific. And um, as mentioned, the two girls who play the, the Williams sisters are also terrific. It's just, just a good movie. Do you think that the slapping incident has coloured that movie? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. Did it affect its box office? Well, th- no, I don't think it did well regardless. Um, okay. Because it's an Oscar bait movie essentially and they never do well. Like there's accolades and whatever and they, they look good for the studio and the directors and everybody involved, but they generally don't 
do, that do well. exceedingly well. And I'm pretty sure this one didn't, but it seems to be, I mean, people like it. It's having a good yeah. run on streaming and cool. whatever. But no, there's a lot of movies that are just, you know, you see the Oscar lineup and you're like, are these really the best movies in the world? Like, really? You know? But again, this is great. It's really good. Excellent. And I don't right. know, I don't remember which Oscars it won outside of the Will Smith one, but uh, it's, yeah. It's, cool. I'm going to add it to my list. You should totally watch it. I think you'd really like it. Great. Again, you need to bear in mind that it's, the focus is on him and then his daughter's yeah. second. I know. I think I just yeah. need to, when I switch off over the summer, I think I'm going to actually start watching some of those on my list yep. of many things. Also, if you want to send us some recommendations, you totally can. Turtlepod at gmail.com. Just like Woo. Kevin has. Hello, James. And more importantly, hello, Claire. A 10 out of 10 TV recommendation from myself and my wife for you both to enjoy over the next few weeks. What? The English starring Emily Blunt. I love Emily Blunt. Oh, I saw this. What is this? It's a limited series made by the BBC set in the 1890s and follows Emily Blunt's character Cornelia traveling to the American West on a revenge mission. She meets a native man, Chaske Spencer, Eli, an ex-cavalry scout who is trying to make his own way home to a plot of land which he owns. The series delivers a somewhat violent and heartbreaking story in an immaculately paced manner, which will have you both sitting in silence as you watch. The landscape visuals of the old American West are wide and breathtaking, whilst the closer moments between the leading characters feel genuinely intimate. Mm. My words don't do it justice, but I know it's a series that you'll both absolutely love. A fun fact about something referenced in the series, there was a Native American travelling show that came to the UK around this time. The show actually came to my own hometown in Glasgow in 1891, and after the show, a number 1891. Of, I know, and after the show, a number of the natives ran away and decided to take refuge here. I can't imagine what it would have been like to be taken and toured around the world like a travelling zoo, but I'm glad my city welcomed those seeking refuge as we continue to do to this day. Anyway, we hope you managed to check this series out and share your thoughts on the pod. Thanks, Kevin and Francis. Thanks, Kevin and Francis. What a great recommendation. Um, totally I have seen that, that. I'm like, oh, I should watch that. I like Emily Blunt. Me I loved too. her in the movie Jungle Cruise. Ooh, a classic. A classic of the genre. Uh, yeah, no, I will watch that. I like that. I like this Excellent. cast as well. That's good. Kieran Hines, he's good. Mm, that looks really good. Yeah, cool. Rafe Spall. Ooh. That show about adopting kids or whatever. Yes, yes. That I sickly know, I sweet that show. show. Claire, I'd love to get out of here because I know you have to. You've got important things that you have to do. But it's not before I tell you that you need to review the show, everybody. And if you review the show, I will read out your review if it's a five-star review. If it's any less, forget it. Not that we really get many of those. But it's just important important I say this. This one's from Michael P. Erb. And he did it in-app, just his in-app of choice. app of choice. says, bing bong, bing bing bong, fun and thoughtful podcast. That's five stars, Claire. The hosts, Claire and James, bring a delightful combination of thoughtful humanism and silly fun Keep up the good work. We will, Michael P. Herb. Thank you very much. Everybody tune in next week. Do you know why, Claire? Why? Because we're going to be talking about the Avatar 2 movie with a way of the water. Right. Me and you, aren't we? We certainly are. Are you going to see it this week? Yes, I will. Are you really? I don't know. Maybe. I don't think you are. I'm not sure. We'll find out next oh, week. Stay tuned. see it. I do like Avatar. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Thank you as always to Rock Lines for editing this week's show. We are Suggest a Podcast. Merry Christmas season. Look out next week for our recommendations show for Christmas. We're going to do a Christmas show, yeah. Have you got any Christmas recommendations? Send them in. Oh, yes, please. Before the show would be excellent. I definitely need some. I'm scraping the bottom of the barrel. And also get prepared for James's song song. Sing song. How am I going to know the song? This is the whole idea, James. I surprise you. I'll give you the lyrics. Don't you worry. I know you do. I hate fun. I hate Christmas. I know. I know. It's all right, Grinchy. You'll be right. Okay, till next week. Bye. Bye. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.